0: Take
1: two middle-aged men who happen to be cousins and share a common codependency on movies. Put them in a room and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? An existential exposition of cinematic synergy
0: we call The Finleys on Film.
1: What's new, Mister Tommy Boy? Oh
0: shit! What is it new? I've got uh, serious allergies. It's kicking my butt right now. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, I was coughing so hard I had like a, like a single abdominal muscle gave me a Charlie horse i didn't know they could fucking do wow <laughs> that really sucks a lot i didn't know my abdominals had enough tone to pull off a Charlie horse to be honest
1: ask a simple question tommy jesus
0: Sorry.
1: you're uh, you're in the midst Fandless. of uh, something else can i mention that uh yeah sure go ahead tommy has quit smoking oh yeah i'm in the, oh. in the process you know there. you're doing fucking well for that man you're really not the raging <laughs> asshole i expected well
0: let's see come on now, let's Tim. see what happens what have you done with joey come on
1: I should say this too, we're doing an episode on uh, Yasajuru. Also <laughs> today, uh-huh. um, and Tommy. This, this was sort of Tommy's suggestion in a roundabout way. Tommy's <laughs> made some home runs lately, but this one I have to say, this was like the
0: ground rules double that you were uh, you uh, you knocked the, you knocked it the rest away.
1: It went away because it's like your grouping skills were terrible. Yeah, it started with we, you, you know. It? Let's
0: get a couple of Japanese movies. Yeah, in, <laughs> get a couple of Let's get a couple of Jap flips up here.
1: Yeah, movies that uh, were made on Earth. Yeah. yeah that's, when
0: it comes to you. Yeah, so... Well, it was, uh, it was originally, it was, a, it was one of the movies we're going to be talking about with Ozu uh, tonight and then Godzilla, which I think is a movie worthy of capturing at some point. We yeah. definitely will. The
1: original Godzilla. Yeah, I think we should, but but yeah, to lump it's a that in movie, but Ozu is an important director and he mm-hmm. deserves more than two films probably, but yeah. we've narrowed it down to well, these okay, two.
0: Look, we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, like Hitchcock and Planet of the Apes retrospective at some point, so I know, okay. pretty much the same thing.
1: Yeah. So, I but I really, I really um, uh, was not... Not I was also resistant to doing another Japanese director. It's the sure. third time I've done a Japanese director, and I'm glad that that you sort of halfway, I guess, talked me into it.
0: Well, I got to say, this movie, uh, one of the movies we're going to be talking about tonight uh, by Ozu, mm-hmm. is one of one of those movies that I have heard a lot about, a yep. tremendous amount about. It's one of those maybe top five movies of all time on some people's list. Some lists, people's list, you yeah. know. Uh, it's, got, it's got just tremendous power and impact and supposedly it's one of those movies you should see before you die and if there's nothing else I like about this you know this podcast there's a great many things I like about it and yep. one of them is that it forces me to go and stretch and go watch some of the movies that I should watch and I haven't gotten around to yet. Roger so,
1: Ebert uh, sort of talked about uh, musu as as more important than uh, Kurosawa.
0: I, yeah I can I, I, I guess I can see that in a sense and then Sort of, yeah, I can and see I can Jap- see both sides on that. One. And
1: according to him, like more "quote unquote" Japanese. That apparently than, is a very Kurosawa.
0: like I'm very real opinion, particularly in Japan itself. He's yeah. considered more of a Japanese director than Kurosawa was. Kurosawa and consider Kurosawa considered himself much more of an internationalist. A, yeah, a citizen of the world, anyway. So it wasn't like it was an insult to him one way or the other.
1: And the ton- I guess the, the tonality, which we'll get into, is, is sort of lends itself to, to being more um, uh, Asian or or Japanese specifically, also.
0: Well, culturally, it's like very personal. And it's mm. very private. That's Ozu is very personal, very mm-hmm. private, mm-hmm. and discussing and discussing and really sort of exploring, like like minute interior scenes, basically. Whereas Kurosawa is a much broader director going after larger, sort of more worldly yeah. concepts in his movies. So, it, so yeah.
1: Go yeah. On. Well, I was just going to start us off, but I mean, because oh. we're going to be talking about these things more specifically with with 1935's An in, in in Tokyo. Tokyo. Wow. Yes! Wow! Fuck. Indeed,
0: you know I gotta say the second movie is, I think, like a better representation of him and as, as as like all of this stuff. But you can yeah. see all of the parts of that he was going to use mm-hmm. later on are fully at play in this
1: movie. Yeah, and it's it's masterful early on. Yeah, I absolutely. mean I'm just going to go ahead and say that this first film is masterful.
0: Yes, yeah. it is. I think it's really yeah, it's, it's tremendous. It's a small movie mm-hmm. with a huge heart in the middle of it.
1: Oh no mm-hmm. Did you just say It's a small movie With a huge heart In the middle of it I That's sure Oh it's like A Gene Shalit Bumper sticker Or something no, Oh that's would. the worst Tommy how about, a, how about a Jimmy Onion Instead of a Gene Shalit Um He <laughs> now, A lot of people say That this is a film That was sort of The inspiration Or a better version Of, of the uh, The Bicycle Thief The, the 49 Italian well, flick Okay And uh, I
0: don't know that Which another movie I've never seen that. Oh I really to, Yeah
1: Well I, I So then I'll, I'll Just sort of <coughs> po- Posit myself temporarily as the expert here, then then uh, they're, they're sufficiently different enough that I don't think it's worthy of the comparison. But there is a, a, obviously a very similar storyline, and that's the sort of the idea in in um, in Uso's film of uh, an unemployed father mm-hmm. who, in this case, has two boys instead of one, right. sort of walking around the outskirts of Tokyo. Mm-hmm initially trying to find work. Looking for a job. Right. I should mention... And,
0: and this is in 35s when this came in, out, so it's the heart of the fucking depression. Yep. No place on earth was hit as hard as Japan during the depression. I didn't know that. Except maybe Germany, but Japan was just walloped by the
1: depression. Okay, so... so um, Also, I should mention, this is a, a silent film. Yes. It's a 1935 silent film, which is a lot like the Chaplin uh, Modern Times. I'm not saying it's a lot like that movie. I'm saying making the same <laughs> sort of move, you know, like seven years into to sound, he's choosing to do a silent film. Right. And I think that... Um, um, it, you know whereas modern times wears that fact on its sleeve it's almost avant-gardely um avant-gardely I don't know silent avant escala yeah
0: wow. <laughs>
1: silence when when he doesn't have to be silent sure this one doesn't feel as it, like it's hitting you on the head with its silence it, no. it feels very natural as a silent film
0: it does it really only interjects the words when there's more than five words slapped together and in Japan that's not always the case
1: yeah well, and, and and also,
0: some very some very nice communication is happening verbally with lies w-
1: yes and also one of the things that, that Uzo, I guess someone had accused him of, of um, um, using images to, tell, to spoon feed, essentially. Uh-huh. And he sort of bristled at the criticism. So this film, almost as a fuck you to his critics, has lots of moments where um, there are just sort of like seconds in a scene kind of missing. Like a, a, a look happens and then it's clear <laughs> a few seconds later that something else has happened. And it, it may have been a fuck you on his part to them, right. but it actually was brilliant. It comes out like so, you know, implicit. Right. The film, but but it starts out with him. Now I have to say this: early on in the film, it's clear that they're unemployed. Right. They're, he's unemployed. He's wandering around with those two boys in the mm-hmm. outskirts of Tokyo, and one, and and he's he's denied work and no work right. here basically. Right, and um, one of the immediate solutions to getting a bit of. <laughs> to getting out of the situation is to chase after dogs and I was like oh no, no. I was just going down that stereotype right. of Japanese people too, chasing right, dogs for right. food mm-hmm. but it turns out that it was actually that that some dogs had rabies and there was a reward if you can catch a dog and I bring it in
0: capture a stray dog bring it in you get 30 cent or whatever no 40 cent right yeah
1: now. Right,
0: absolutely. I, I mean, you'd I really, have made way more. You'd have gotten way more value out of the dog if you had eaten the fucking thing.
1: Probably, out. but never probably. Realized. So, so the first like third of the film is, is really just about um them them shifting from place to place, yeah. Um, from in, uh, you know, and these decisions like, do you want to eat dinner tonight and sleep outdoors, or would you rather sleep somewhere warm and sort of skip dinner? Right. And these things, and and how much these boys, um, these young Japanese sons are. Like um, they love their dad. yeah, they do. they absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they old. understand his failings as, as a human being, and they are disappointed by him. Right. And it seems to be an Uzo theme, by the way. Mm-hmm. like you know, he's not interested in romantic love. he's interested in, in the heartbreak of family.
0: he's like, yeah, he's interested in the love that's overcome. A bunch of shit to stay there,
1: yeah, or not. Right. I mean, you know, however, however that does or does not
0: work out. <laughs> like, so there's this great scene in the same where, uh, basically, they're out of money, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's been established that dad, in his, in his heyday, was a drinking man. Okay? Oh yeah! So the little boy's like, "Dad, you like to drink." So he basically docks him into pretending to drink, like a tea and party. Like he's having a little, no, he's like sake party, a little a sake, sake party. party. Yeah. And dad's drinking these little tiny pretend tiny
1: cups yeah. of sake. He's
0: like, "Fuck that, Dad! Drink up! Put, put your hands together! Make a bowl out of that motherfucker!"
1: Yeah, and, and he does. Not to belabor the, the chaplain and sort of comparisons, but it's as touching at times between the adults and the children as you know something like the kid.
0: It, it is. It is. First off, it's simultaneously Simultaneously touching and really sad. Dad is Very fucking sad. slamming down fake bowlfuls yes. of sake, right? It's yeah. kind of like, oh, dude, you shouldn't embrace it that hard. But yeah, and, it, and but you get it. This is like like it's the, it's, it's flawed. It's perfectly flawed humanity. He yeah. captures,
1: yeah. yeah. And he's, he's his approach is like there's so much to, in the second one more to talk about in terms yeah. of his approaches in 1953, but even in 1935, um, there are almost no tracking shots no close ups mm-hmm. he he just sort of establishes a scene and and it just sort of plays out in the frame of the camera he and is. In fact, when there's one tracking shot, I notice one tracking mm-hmm. shot in the whole thing. It's almost startling. It feels like <coughs> a Hitchcock sort of like camera move or something. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah,
0: he basically Ozu was famous for like having about eight shots. Yeah. that he used, and he used only those shots. Like yeah, he just he stuck to it. He knew exactly what that, he wanted to do and how these accomplished that. And act. in
1: 1935, it was like four.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he hadn't
1: developed his, his other magic force. something. Gets, it gets,
0: yeah, gets, it gets up to it, you know. In the second movie, we're going to be talking yeah. about, and then you get the full advantage of that. But um, it's really, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty fucking tremendous movie. It's such a quiet movie.
1: It's a totally quiet movie, and, and, and I mean, it's literally quiet because it's silent. But it's just so subtle, and the pacing yeah. is amazing for for what's happening, which mm-hmm. is a heartbreak, constant heartbreak. And so that's like the first third, or maybe up to the half of the movie, and then it sort of changes because he begins to have a relationship. With a woman who's also down in her luck, right, and right. and who has a child, <coughs> so a <there's, coughs> well, child who has a little girl, a blended family, if you right. will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but this guy has nothing to offer, right? And and where did the mother go? And and by the time you know you're halfway through the movie, you kind of side with the mother who left because this guy, even in his sweetest moments, he cannot get his shit together. Right. As a father, as a human being yeah. providing anything.
0: Like he lucks into getting a job from somebody who knew who maybe had a job to get him. So mm-hmm. that helped him out. But he didn't last 10 days in that job. That's how much – that's like the, for the rest of that movie. for that During that time period, he didn't last a full 10 days in that job. Because right? he's so pained. You no, know, he's so – he's got – he just – he can't – he doesn't have it in him to keep it together. So, right. um, so, so yeah, like the woman uh, – the little girl goes out sick, so the little woman – Uh, You know, so the woman goes out and she tries to find something and she ends up working at a, um, I guess, briefly at a house of prostitution or something that this guy happens to be drinking at. And he gets... And, and of course... He's an imperfect person. He gets shitty towards her because he was feeling in love with her and then she disappeared and then she appeared in a whorehouse, right? Right. Get that part. But at the same time, like, he's not thinking. Like, that's really – he's so drunk. He's not thinking. He's being a complete dick
1: to her. Well, and he's also sort of like – he's He's playing out the archetype, stereotype of male, like masculinity, right? There's a great Lillian Hellman um, play that was – I think she did the screenplay for Dead End and uh, it's Joel McRae and and Humphrey Bogart has like a third billing role in 1937. Huh? Bogart comes back to this um, part of, like, Lower East Side of Manhattan or something. He's, he makes it back after a few years. He still has to sort of, like, stay in the shadows to not be recognized. And he runs across his old girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that the Depression's been going on. Yeah. And it's very clear that she's become a, a whore. Right. And so when it, the look on his face when it crosses. And she says, no, what was I supposed to do? I was hungry. What was I supposed to do? Right. And he says... You sh- I would have starved if right. I were you. And the difference between that Hellman take and Uzo's take here is this father is initially that way, but you see the look <coughs> on his face when it's clear it to clear. him yeah. that her child was in danger, and he realizes, "Oh, I'm not better than you, and I understand you, and yeah. and maybe you even made a more sort of like um, a decision that has more integrity than the decision I would make or I'm going to make right. in terms of my own children." So mm-hmm. it's got it's really a study in in, in the heartbreak of family. Yeah. It's an amazing study in, in the, the imperfection family.
0: of people, the heartbreak yeah. of family. There's a line in the second movie, which we'll get to eventually, mm-hmm. which, as far as I can tell, covers almost all of Ozu's philosophy in these movies. So. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. We'll we'll get to that very shortly.
1: And he's a fan. He he really uses um, figurative language in a way that's uh, it's one of the best uses of figurative, not language, but f- the the figurative, you know, symbol and, and, and mm-hmm. metaphor that that I've ever seen. You know, at one point when when his new sort of I don't know female companion, whoever she is, when when the, her daughter is struggling, when he, that crosses his mind, and he realizes, oh, this is why you're doing what you have to do. The camera finally pans down to one of its first close-ups, and it's a fly. Drowning in the soup. Yeah. And and or like the, the largest shot of the city in the smokestacks just moving on without him. Like industry is happening and right. you're not going to be part of it. Yeah. And, but it's 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 so subtle. And yet the movie's so quiet that it, it gives you time to sort of absorb it. You have to absorb it. All the shots are long.
0: long there are almost shots? no short chain. Every shot is there. You take you yeah. look at that shot. What did you get out of that? You know, you take that, you Absolutely. you take that to the bank. You own that and, and earn that. So. Yeah, yeah. And and it gets more so in the other movie. So yeah, well, I just, fuck. I get a, this guy is is
1: uh, Ozu an artist. I want to see more and more and more of him. And so yeah, 1935's An mm-hmm. uh, and in in Tokyo, I think is. I mean, I think we're both saying a strong yeah, thumbs up. Go for watch sure. that movie. And there's also like some others. I I, I guess he did the floating reeds in the thirties, and he did it like Hitchcock did a remake of his own film in, in the late fifties. Right. Um, I think he
0: did that maybe more than once.
1: Great. I'd like, like autumn, to see them all. Like
0: Autumn. Was, and then there was another Autumn movie later on. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways.
1: Um, fuck. fuck. Okay. I can't say enough about it. Although the ending confused me a bit. It ends... Uh, you know, after he's he's done what he's had to do <laughs> apparently to survive, right? right? Which is to become sort of go criminal and mm-hmm. and and then leave his boys with this woman, I presume. Yeah. Um, it ends with with um, a title card that says, "Thus a soul has been saved." And is right. that because he's turning himself into the police, or who the fuck knows? Who the fuck soul got yeah. saved? I don't know. Or I'm not I'm no not one actually, as far maybe as maybe I'm the concerned. Maybe it was a little girl. Maybe it was a little girl. Maybe it was the, <laughs>
0: oh, it was yeah. the mom. Maybe it was him. Yeah, maybe it was We're the voice. stepping out and taking that fucking taking that bullet for for a greater humanity. Yeah, maybe guess, it was him. I guess I don't you know. But, knows.
1: but he also, I have to say, and I forget the actor's name. He is a tremendous yeah. sort of physical actor. Yeah, like I believe his pain in that film. Yeah, he was fabulous. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that's that's the one we kind of didn't know about. Now the one that that we've heard about forever. Yeah. Is 1953's Tokyo, Tokyo
0: Story. Tokyo Story. Oh my gracious me. Okay. okay. I don't know where to start with this fucking movie. I got to say this, man. There isn't a single scene in this movie that isn't delicious. I don't know how else to put that. Yeah. The scenes are long. I'm going to disagree shots, a little bit. The shots are beautiful and composed Mm -hmm. and you don't need a word to know what's kind of happening. It it just happens. There's this scene when like the old couple are in a spa Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, okay, well they're in the spa and it's a relaxing time and they're going to go to bed. And then you just see, then there's a shot of just looking down a hallway. There's a mirror at the end of the hallway and it's very quiet, and it holds that forever. who holds that forever. And then one woman steps into the hallway, steps in front of the mirror, and starts doing her makeup in the mirror. Yep. And then another, two women walk the other direction, across yeah. the hallway, disappear, yeah, yeah. and then three women come across, and before you know it, it's just, it's, it's coalesced into this group This group of women, and we realize the social life of the inn has just started for the night.
1: Right, no, I mean, his... The, fantastic. The, the, the co- that he pays attention to composition is unquestionable His
0: mise-en-scene, and I hate saying
1: that because it sounds douchey as fuck. Is just I tremendous. I don't believe you hate saying that, but but yes, you are right about the douchey part. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it, the thing is my my only fault with him as a director in this film is, and the first one's not really a fault. It's, <coughs> it it is. The movie's about two hours and twenty minutes. Mm. There's about twenty-five minutes where it is very hard to hang on to this movie. It is nothing short of boring for the first twenty minutes. First 20 minutes. Almost nothing happens. It's just mm. so snail-like in its in its pacing. And it, it pays off later on that it is, because it sets a tone. Oh, and, and you the, realize we're talking thing... like when
0: it's basically setting up the characters, right? Yes. Yeah. It's
1: very, Makes very it slow. And I, I would caution people that it's worth the wait, but you will have to put some patience in. The other thing is, you know, we talked about his like eight movies. Moves as, a, as a director. Mm-hmm. One of them is um, is called the um, tatami. tatami shot yeah yep. mm-hmm. you know it's the shot that's in a master shot. Um, so it's like no close-ups, no no you know jump cuts or anything. and the the cameras positioned sort of facing at an upward angle from about three feet off the ground and it's meant to sort of mirror you know the, the, the Japanese habit of sitting sitting on their knees right it's the one time where i felt like i was too conscious of what he was doing like hmm. you don't have to do that that one well, shot for but this is one of the things film. now this is
0: one of the things that renders him the most japanese of directors in, mm-hmm. in a sense because mechanically he also like he uses the tatami shot it's the point of yep. view of a of a japanese person in their own home so it yep. i can see how that would be very alienating i found it i, like I just it. find
1: it a little um eh. You're kind of stretching a point. Mm, okay. You sure. know, when when whenever you do something like that, you know, when it's like you know there was a, there was a, a period of time there where all films had this very strange like they were long shots American films. They were long shots that came in super quick, you know, like like uh, drew in really quick to a character and then it got shakier as it came along. Yeah, and it was like it was really interesting at first, and then after a while, you wanted to kill the person who made the next fucking movie with those shots all over the yeah, place. Yeah, sure, sure. And I, I kind of felt that way. Now these are—I'm stretching—to find two things wrong with this film because I'm going to say okay. it, it is an amazing film. I just think that those were overdone. Okay. Having said that, if you've ever had shit bag. Relatives, this is the film for you. <laughs> this is great, yeah.
0: And not like, and we're not talking about like this guy's an alcoholic and beats his wife, shitbag relatives. No, it's just, the more just common the version kind of just we're all like aware the Ones of. where you're like, "Fuck you."
1: You're people not just don't worth care. It. It's about right. how much people don't care, so, yeah, and yeah. and how maddening it is that people don't care in the face of people who care for them. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things it's about, right?
0: Ah, uh, the fucking line in the the line in this movie I was talking about earlier that it, like I think captures almost all of his philosophy is life is very unsatisfying. And The other person goes, "Yes, yes." it is Yeah, that seems to like that just captures a lot of what he's conveying now we're talking about you know the eight shots he has and all like that and wanting to watch a lot more of his movies my understanding Mm -hmm. is the thing that makes him challenging is the similarity of one movie to another yeah I'd be interested to see how that stretches yeah. And I'm willing to I'm willing to take the take a chance on him. Yeah. Take a chance on him. Uh, and and watch some more of his movies and, and, and brave that possibility.
1: I'm with you 100%. Well, okay, so it's really the it's the story of um, an older retired couple. Yep. Um one of their the youngest son sort of lives in town with them, but the That's
0: the daughter. The daughter lives in town with him. The youngest son works for the railroad in Osaka.
1: Okay. Yeah, anyways,
0: it's not, it's not that important. But they go to visit their children who are mostly in Tokyo. Two of her
1: children right. who are kind of somewhat successful, especially a doctor, right? right. Um, and so they're going to visit them and um, they're excited. I yeah. mean, you know, what's weird is a lot of us see this in our parents, like how excited they would be like to come visit us. And, right. and, and you know, as adult children mm-hmm. often are like it's a juggling act. Yeah. Right. For for it's most, tough, right. Yeah, for most people, but some people are just shit bags, yeah. and so
0: <laughs> some people don't have it in them to do the juggling necessary.
1: Yeah, just to sort of say, okay, let me rearrange <laughs> things. It's yeah. like, it's very clear that to these old, two older children, these t- the older couple, their parents are just a burden. just a bird. Burden. A burden, a right. I got to say, burden. this
0: actually flashed me back serious, seriously to my mother and my grandmother. She would come to visit. My mom never always always made it. Abundantly, clearly, she was just nothing but a pain in the ass. Yeah, and it didn't hurt that she, in fact, was a real pain in the ass. She was not a nice person.
1: Let me ask you something. Sorry Mm -hmm. to interrupt our our talk here, but your mom grew up in um, the Hood River, Oregon area, right?
0: Uh, Specifically in Hood River, Oregon. Yeah. Uh Did
1: she go back there at any point after she divorced your dad? Um, No,
0: only to visit. I think we drove. We we would go up there every couple of years to you know to. have hateful uh, visitations with relatives out there (laughs) (laughs) and we would and at one point we pulled into Hood River so she could look around and see how the town had changed Yeah, apparently nothing compared to what it is now which is you know it's a suburb of Washington uh, of Seattle right now
1: okay suburb of
0: Washington (laughs) in Seattle but anyway so it's um, you know
1: um, yeah were you trying to be funny when saying that or did you mean Portland
0: oh shit you're right Portland because that was a really
1: (laughs) over the top joke (laughs) It's really a a suburb
0: of uh, Mount Hood actually Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah, no. I was just wondering because you know, in the '80s, there was that became the sort of center point for that huge sort of cult. That's that's part of that um, popular do- uh, Netflix documentary right now. Anyway, sorry, sorry, I go off track. Whoa, so I need, I need to know more. Oh yeah, it's you'd oh. find it really interesting. So so um, anyway, so so they go to Tokyo and and they're ready to have a good time. And it's like, first of all, even their grandkids are just like such little dicks. Right? They want nothing. The, they, go ahead.
0: No, the only there's only one of these youngsters. Is a decent person, and that's their—that's st- their daughter-in-law.
1: Yeah, and their son has died in the war, or mm-hmm. presumed missing in the war. And right. so the daughter sort of has not moved on, mm-hmm. keeps his memory alive, even though apparently he was a bit of a problem, a bit of a drinker. Yeah, and apparently so was the the the, the father, the old father, of the old couple. But he'd gotten it under control years. Well, that's ago. a
0: great thing. Is like nobody escapes from this movie. A saint. Nobody yeah. gets out of this movie a saint except right. maybe the mom but it's even at that. Yeah, but even them she's being She's not a saint, she's just really nice.
1: The the older parents being, you know, having had mm. their struggles too and and, and being right. real human beings only serves for you to dislike the children more because it's just one more excuse for the kids to like hang on to and use and throw in their face that they weren't perfect right. in order to be total assholes to them. Right. And and just... and so there's a there's a lot of like Talk about the different ways in which they're alienated when they get to Tokyo. One of them is that this, this daughter-in-law for their dead son is the only one who takes them around. And there's real joy yeah, in, in her taking them yeah, around. Yeah, she loves them for themselves. for Exactly, yeah. Just for who they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually – did you ever see a movie called Dakota –
0: no, he's in it with Bruce Dern. It came out. Was it?
1: Oh, I did see that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that, like it's the, called the. It's called Nebraska.
0: Nebra- I'm sorry, Nebraska. Oh, Shit. Anyways, but that was like the like the like the most American version of this movie possible.
1: Yeah. No, in I,
0: the sense. I was I was watching. It, although I was thinking, oh, that
1: he's kind of almost entirely unlikable. In his own complete, ways. Well, that's
0: what I'm saying. That's how it's an American version. It's like oh. <laughs> he's a hateful fuck too. Like they're all hateful shitheads.
1: Yeah, and so so you know, I mean, I, I did have to push myself past the first 20 minutes, but once they're in Tokyo, I, I agree with you. The composition of the Indoor shots Because this is Unlike an inn in Tokyo This is So much of it Is either indoor shots Or like roaming around The sort of Tokyo Architecture It's using these two extremes It's using like The harbor and the boat And the slow moving Of the boat Mm -hmm. in And the slow moving Of the boat out Or the weird architecture Of Tokyo Or The tatami shot Is that right? Yeah. yeah, tatami shot um, inside the, the 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 apartments. Yeah,
0: it's one of those things too. What I really okay, just the way that the way that he uses camera and those tatami shots and all like that. Mm-hmm. Is- Oh. immediately you are given the sense of the different world. They're coming, they are coming they coming from a small town, yep. middle of fucking nowhere. It takes them a day by train, yep. 24 hours by train, to get to Tokyo to see their children.
1: And, and the kids are kind of sort of the outskirts of Tokyo, too. Yeah, they're in the suburbs of fucking Tokyo. Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, back at their place, they live in this nice, clean, like, beautiful, airy house. And then when they get to Japan, you're immediately aware that everybody lives in a tiny shithole. Yeah. Like, like like every inch of space is fought for tooth and fucking nail. Just the claustrophobia yep. and that shift into that claustrophobia mm-hmm. is a great like. Just it just sets the it just sets the and here we are. Let's go.
1: Yeah, and so I remember at one point the mother says to the, to, to her husband, uh, "I thought Tokyo would be more exciting," mm. and he says, "Yes, yes." And there's something about the way that they sort of the it's just the <laughs> it's always the fact of the matter with them mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's also sort of it's it's not just generational but it's also like a some sort of tipping point for like post war versus pre war generations in that. You know, the, the sort of older people accept that things are what they are, even if they're disappointing. Right. They are what they are. Yes, this is what's happening. And the and the younger kids can't deal with anything happening re- that they don't want to a happen. There's resentment happening. Oh, constantly. constantly.
0: And I think that's part of it, like because the, like it, it, it happens and it's inevitable that it happens in this movie at this time period, which is a post World War II Japanese movie. Yeah. Right. You see the effects of American culture reverberating through. Reverberating, I'm not sure I'm saying that right uh, throughout Japanese culture, and you see that a little bit here. It's much more so in, say, a Kurosawa movie of a similar type. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you see, it's very subtly done here, but it's very much there.
1: You know, what? there's a, a, a some, um, some mythology around Kazuo, and that's that um, he he himself drank heavily. Mm. As you know, the, Hemingway has that um, right drunk, edit sober. Right, uh-huh. and and Uso apparently had the exact opposite. Like conceive of everything with all seriousness and sobriety, and uh, then execute with drunkenness. Nice, okay. and and I, I believe it. Yeah, because there's something very honest. It's like, um, you know, at the at at people at, when they're at their best, as I understand people, um, people who drink to be social. Um, it, it's a social lubricant and it works for them. Now, a lot of people, it doesn't work for. They don't know where how to just drink and, and get lubricated. Yeah. But people who do, I, that's kind of how I feel Uzo must have been. Like He's he's mm. lubricating himself into being able to tell the truth, albeit, albeit subtly. Right. Am I making sense there?
0: No, you absolutely are. And I think that's one of the things that kind of makes Uzo so, so amazing is that his just fucking grasp of tiny, simple, everyday truths.
1: Oh, yeah. It's
0: beautiful to behold.
1: Absolutely, and and so you know, there's some disappointment. The father finally does something disappointing while he's there, having been ignored by his two um, older kids, right. one's, which one's kind of a shrewish bitch, yeah, and, and only paid attention to by, by the, the daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. and that's to meet up with some friends. There's a sad moment where they're trying to figure out because they came back early from some sort of from the spa. Right, the, the kids sent them to a spa to get, to get the, them fuck them the fuck out of the out way. <laughs> they come back a little bit early, and it's like, well, we were going to use this space, your the guest room, for something else, and so they're sitting there like. Well, I could go to this old friend's house and spend the night on the couch, essentially. And I can right. go to, and so they do. They spend separate nights and by, with old friends. He gets together with some old buddies <coughs> um, from Tokyo, yep. and they get shit shit housed, yep. which he hasn't been in years. And so he comes back. You know his daughter to his daughter, face with his friend, and, and she's got a lecture for him. And yeah. it's like, Oh, it pisses you off, like, you have a lecture uh, for him. Uh, you uh, you can oh, well, that's just <laughs> too far, Tom. But I know it's and so they finally sent back. And and uh, of course, I don't know if you want to give away the ending, but yeah, it's worth it. I guess we can just okay. talked to sure. her. Yeah, the mother, um, is sick. Uh, the kids get a telegram, and 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 now that the the, the Trip is reversed. They have to go to, to, the, to, the, to know, the parents' house. To the yeah. parents' house out in the country and deal with the fact that the mother's sick and probably dying. Right. Um, and as she's dying, what's interesting is that the the son sort of gives the prognosis that his mother's going to die. He's being right? a doctor, right. The son and the daughter who have been so shitty have the hardest time with it. Mm-hmm. And he, upon hearing the news, is disappointed at, at the fragile nature of life, at yeah. mortality, but he said, keeps saying so, so he's reflective because he has peace. Yeah. Because he's been a good person, right, and they have no peace right, because they have not been good to their parents,
0: right, they simply can't get around. they can't yeah. get around the reality of their own behavior the you know another thing that's really interesting too and in, in, um is that okay so they so the parents go on a train they get back to they, they head back to their little town yeah. on the way, mom gets sick right. Presumably, because of the train travel, they stop in Osaka at their youngest son's place for a mm-hmm, little while. Mm-hmm. And then she gets better, and then they return, and they get. You don't see any of that shit. Yeah. Because it's really not necessary. No. That's, what's, that's what's amazing about Uzo. He's not fucking wasting any moment in this thing. Well, it's about the relationship of people. One to each
1: other, mm-hmm. not the fact of what's happening in their life. Yeah, you can imply. I think I think that's, you know, the good artists sort of still do that today. We've talked about that before about artists who, you know, are always told, writers and directors are always told, well, that, wait, you have to, you can't do that. Audiences won't accept it. And good artists have an instinct for, yeah they, will. yeah, they will. They totally will accept it. It's fine. And it kind of harkens back to what we're talking about. You know, eighteen years earlier, nineteen thirty-five, an, an inn in Tokyo, where you know maybe goaded or chided by critics, he decided to start skipping information. Right, and, and it worked out well because in nineteen fifty-three, <coughs> it's become part of his it's charting, part
0: of his yeah, part of that that, that eight-shot that eight process. He's got. Yeah, going yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I I can't say enough about how much I like this film and my complaints about the beginning slowness and, and uh. you know maybe the the the, the low angle shot that Tatami shot. Um, are small complaints, man. Uzo is, is an amazing director. Yeah, an artist. Definitely an artist <laughs> not of a director.
0: Tommy. Not Tommy. Uh, is, is he an auteur?
1: No. Oh, he has to be. I don't
0: know. I guess he may be...
1: I mean, maybe an accidental auteur.
0: Yeah, yeah, because he's not doing it intentionally. He, he doesn't have that kind. He doesn't have the ego for that, as far as I can
1: tell. Uh, maybe so, yeah. I'd certainly like to see more. Yeah. Um, anyways yeah so too i mean two enthusiastic sort of uh, yep. thumbs up or whatever you want to say for, movies are amazing my friend oh tommy that language you jewish american princesses what
0: did you think oy vey boy check
1: <laughs> 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 all right tommy do you have any um any business you'd like to uh
0: yeah check us out on uh well check me out on um tom dot come join us on patreon please we can always use your help and support there uh, we've got, uh...
1: you know, we get we get listeners. I'm able to sort of track, um, you know, th- through the SoundCloud data system, or whatever that we we do have listeners, you know, actually scattered in different countries throughout the world mm-hmm. and. And um, and that's, I like to uh, think
0: that those are sleeper cells. <laughs> Just <we need laughs> maybe to, they're going to kill us. But, Gas pumper, die!
1: I think an aspect that we haven't really emphasized enough is how important it's now become for a small podcast like ours to get some ratings and reviews on iTunes. And and oh. uh, I mean, it's thirty seconds. Just get on there, you know, give us a few stars and and a, and a quick review and a recommendation. It would help out a lot in terms Tremendous of making the show more visible yeah. uh, to to other people. Absolutely, tell a friend. Also. Telephone. Tell the television, tell teletum. the uh, Tom, tell the Tommy, um, same, same thing. Yeah. Um, oh. and then of course, you know, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. So this is episode 51, right? Nope. Um, and, and we, you know, every week a free episode unquestionably, but we do have twice monthly an episode on the other side for subscribers of $5 or more a month and we have a ton, uh, access to a ton of, uh, of shows we've already done the archive, of shows on the patreon side so just consider it it's five dollars it's just not a lot of money it's not and I, and I think this beer is climbing on top of my suit offense, so oh, <laughs> oh my. yeah wow. tommy's getting weak well you know what it is Tommy. it's if you do um it, it's when you quit smoking it's a, it feels ironic because it does make you kind of sick it's yeah. like you're kicking out all the gunk from your system, man. Yeah, all, but the, tox- speed, all the toxins, Tommy.
0: all the
1: toxins. Well, toxic masculinity, I hope.
0: Oh, God, well, God, I fucking hate that stuff.
1: All right, Tommy. I um, just want to
0: blow another man.